Reader's Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Well, we're doing something a little different today because (laughs) I am not Lisa Kessler. I'm Sheila English, and I'm going to be the host. But don't worry, Lisa is here. We we have... uh, brought her on as a guest, because if you didn't already know, and I'm sure most of you do, Lisa is an amazing, amazing author. So, um, Lisa Kessler, welcome so much to the show. Thank you. Thanks for being the host today, Sheila. This is so fun. We split that. Right, right. It's been, it's been a while since I've... Um, since I've hosted the show, I used to host the show all the time, and um, and uh, now now I'm looking at more like Zoom type interviews, which which you and I did um, the Zoom interview, and that was pretty fun. So, that was totally fun. What we, you know, there's I I was told that podcasts are really popular right now, and part of the reason for that is that so many of us are still sequestered, or at least sequestered enough that. You know, we're looking for things to um, to pass the time with, things to maybe educate us a little or entertain us a lot. And um, so I, I thought I would go ahead and start with, why don't you tell us what's going on in your area and uh, what, what you're doing during the pandemic? <laughs> well, um, I'm in San Diego, so California has been pretty locked down since March, Um Things are just starting to open up a little bit, but we're also watching the numbers go up. So everybody's like, "Mm." (laughs) we don't know how long things are going to be open. So during that time, I have been super busy. I had a book come out uh, last Monday, and then I have another book coming out next month that I finished. And I have two audio books out, and we're recording the third one now. And so anyway, I got super busy um, while I was trapped inside. So I I think it's more, you know, that anxiety thing of the world's out of control. So what can I control? So I've been very busy with my little publishing um, endeavors and trying to stay focused on what I can control um, because anxiety is a real thing and it's gnarly. <laughs> so. Yes, Absolutely. So then, now you're one of the lucky ones. I've heard a lot of authors say that this has really been difficult for their kind of creative muse. Now, is is it that you're just one of those lucky people that that's not affected you? Or are you one of those people you're just so disciplined that you're forcing yourself to sit down every day and, and, and do the work? Which is it? Well, it's a combo, I think. Um, I, I, When the lockdown first started for the first, like, three weeks, I couldn't write anything. I just I couldn't focus. Um, and I think lots of us are struggling with that. You know, my attention span was, was uh, 10 seconds tops, and you're watching the news, and you're all freaked out. And Um, think that when that happens, you have to find some kind of new tool. And I'm going to give a big shout out for the writers out there for Tasha Harrison. She ran this group in May um, called 20K in five days on and it was a Facebook group. And um, 
in April, I did, I was writing, but I had a book that was due June 1st and I was so far behind. And I thought, I don't think I can write 20K in five days, especially not right now, but I, I need to. So I signed up and got involved and we did uh, writing over Zoom, um, you know, where we would write half hour sprints over and over and over. And when everyone else is sitting there writing, we would mute ourselves, but you could see everybody's writing. So anytime you're like, I don't know, maybe I should check to it. No, everybody's writing. Okay. <laughs> and and that and I and I did it. I I wrote twenty one thousand words in five days, and suddenly my book was really pumping, and I got it done, turned in. It comes in next, comes out next month. So anyway, it was fantastic, and it sort of helped me find my writing mojo again. Um, it, nice. just being able to concentrate for thirty minutes was a gift. Um, so so I feel like I'm back in the saddle again it, it was really hard at the beginning because you really can't concentrate and if you can't concentrate you can't remember character names you can't you know it makes writing almost impossible right yeah absolutely well I think that was a great idea I, I you know I wonder it makes me wonder if there are other groups that are out there doing that um, you know I I've uh, I'm in a little group with with a few authors we've been together for a long time and we've done skype and we've done zoom and um you know since the pandemic it's it's really been a challenge so mm-hmm. you, you kind of lucked you kind of lucked into that are are there other are, are you participating in some other similar events or you figure you've kind of got your mojo back and you can do it all on your own well anytime um anyone can join the 20k in five days Facebook group, but anytime that Tasha schedules a Zoom, I put it on my schedule and show up. Um, so it's not, it's not, we're not doing the push for 20K in five days right now, but that was pretty amazing. She made a schedule of when the Zooms would be, and I just scheduled my day around that, and I would be at two of those, and I would write by myself once at night and, and got it all done. It was pretty fantastic. But, um, but I find that, especially when the world is crazy, having a group that, you know, I can um, I can show up for them. <laughs> it's hard to make myself show up for me. <laughs> so, um, you know, so that that um, camaraderie and and a little bit of peer pressure. You know, you know, you got to show up for right. for your writing buddies, and and you got to do your thing. And then at the end, we share our word count, so you can't be a slacker and look at Twitter instead of writing. Um, so it was it was a huge help because it has been a challenge um, to get things done when it feels like you know the world's on crazy, and so. Um, another thing I found that was helpful is that I started doing um, <clears throat> weekly Facebook lives just at random um, and pulling tarot cards and stuff for people and chatting with with readers and, and other writers. Any Everyone was invited. And that was really helpful to me just because there were so many people who showed up and, and reminded me that stories matter when big things are happening in the world and I'm writing, you know, immortal pirates and I'm thinking, you know, I have this internal editor going, there are big things that matter. This doesn't matter. And it was really, really inspiring to hear from readers that this matters more than ever. We need stories to escape. And, 
that that really helps also. So um, if you're feeling, you know, kind of isolated out there, Facebook Live is a great way to just, um, you know, spend 30 minutes answering people's questions, talking. Um, I was pulling tarot cards too, so that was fun. Um, so those really helped also. Um, I'm still trying to do them once a week, um, so <laughs> it's hard to keep up. So, you know, I, I, I know that people are tuned in. They want to find out, you know, about what you're writing and the book that came out, Pirate's Persuasion. I promise that we're going to get to all of that. Um, but I, I did, you know, want to take a little bit of time to talk about you and a little, you know, bit of something that let, that you were just talking about. I've seen so many authors, mostly on Twitter, not as much on Facebook, but but they're talking about how they feel um, – you know, that it feels almost wrong to promote a book while you've got, you know, this pandemic and people are dying and you have, um, you know, all the other things that are, that are going on, the protests and just horrible things happening in the world. Um, you know, that, that, you know, like you were saying, it's like, does it matter that I have this book out? It feels like it's such a small thing and people telling you that, yeah, it matters. But, um, right. You know, it's and and I think that it's important, you know, to let other authors know that you know you're right to think this is a small thing when you look at how big uh, the world is and the things that are happening. But every little thing helps. My question to you is, with all the stuff that's going on, um, and you see a lot of, you know, despair and a lot of meanness. Um, how do you keep yourself from falling into kind of that lake of uh, overwhelm or, you know, how do you combat the things that are, um, that are not so pleasant that are happening on social media? Uh, Well, there is a, you know, there is a real value to (laughs) self-care. So if you feel, you know, like you're going down the black hole, um, a great time to go walk the dogs. I know you have dogs too, but uh, thank God for pets while we're all locked in. <laughs> my my pets right. are pretty sure that quarantine is the best time. They <laughs> think this has been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's always, you know, playtime, playtime with the puppy. Um, I also, during this pandemic, have really discovered um, audiobooks. I, um, I am really enjoying right now I'm listening to Beach Read, which is fantastic. I had heard so much buzz about it and um so anyway I got the audiobook and I'm I'm really enjoying it. Anything that you can do to get away um when you start, you know, going down that, that rabbit hole and and fear and anxiety take over, it's it's nice to have an escape. And um, readers remind me of that <laughs> every time I start feeling like, well, this is silly and why, you know, I'm not making a difference. Um, readers will remind you, yes, you are, because, you know, we need an escape, especially now. Um, so audiobooks have been a nice escape for me. And, of course, you know, now that we have streaming, you can binge watch anything um, and puppies too are very important. Um, I do every week. I have a YouTube channel, and every week I pull um, three cards for the week. And I do try to, um, 
use those a little bit as a focus for the week so that, you know, I can try and have some kind of center and focus because it is really hard to focus when every day something new is happening. I'm just like, whoa, slow down, 2020. <laughs> really? The Loch Ness Monster <laughs> is back? What? <laughs> so... <laughs> I know anything. It's like murder hornets. What? Right, right. I was like, really, oh 2020, God. mellow out. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk a little bit about your cards because I find that fascinating. Can you um, tell me how how did you get into that and how are you using it with your um, you know with your writing? Oh, this is one of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> so. I I have always been into paranormal things, like I volunteered at the Whaley House, the most haunted residence in America for six years. Um, I just, I love paranormal things. It's not just what I write, it's sort of who I am. And, and so a million years ago, I got a tarot deck and I was going to learn to read tarot cards. And the general starter deck is the Rider Waite deck, and it's full of pictures of angry men. Um, I did not connect, and there's, you know, 78 cards. I was like, I'm never going to, so I put it away. And then um, a few years later, I found out that there are lots of different decks, and anyway, I got involved in a, in a, um, a little psychic development group and I started learning and I found a deck that I really love. And now I have like, I'm embarrassed to say, but I have like 30 or a little over 30. Um, anyway, uh, but once I got it down, it, it's, it's a great tool and, um, and I use it a lot when I'm writing. Um, I, I like to tell the story when I was writing, um, pirate's passion i have a pirate tarot deck and and i found that when i was writing the first book of that um immortal pirate series the sentinels of savannah um my my genius husband said you love tarot cards i bet there's a pirate tarot i'm like what and sure enough there was so i got this pirate tarot deck and um so anyway, I was writing Pirate's Passion and I had this scene where they were all out on the ship and the immortal pirates are sailing this um, historian from the Maritime Museum in Savannah and they're out there sailing and I'm writing this and I am not a plotter. I, I'm pretty much a pantser. I usually know the end of the book so I know where I'm going, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. So I'm writing this scene and I cannot make it end. It is like the never ending sailing scene. And they're in the middle of the ocean. I was like, oh, dear God, someone saved me from this scene. I can't make it stop. And then I thought, okay, I'm just going to pull one card, one card. So I shuffled and I spread out the cards and I said, okay, universe, what needs to happen next? And I pulled out the card. And in that particular deck, there is an overboard card. And I was like, oh, my God, I throw her overboard. Duh. And I threw her overboard, and it fixed everything. It was the best scene. It never hurt my <laughs> mind to have her fall off the ship. Um, so, anyway, it was fantastic. So I, But I do, um, when I start a book, because I'm a panther, I, um, I usually pull three cards for the hero and three cards for the heroine and it's past, present, future so that I have a little feel for what their backstory is, where they are right now when I start the book and how I want the book to end. And, um, and I do that religiously every book. 
So um, in my notes, I always use their three cards because anytime I get stuck, I can go back and look at those three cards and go, okay, this would be the conflict then. And so I find it really helpful for writers. Um, I've given workshops um, called What If I Don't Plot? And one of the tools is get a, get a pack of Oracle cards or a pack of tarot cards. You don't even have to know how to read them. It's just you pull it out and you see that picture and you go, oh, that's a great idea. Um, you know, it's that simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. So, um, so anyway, I, I love doing that and it makes my writing fun. And I think it's all there for is a tool to tap into your intuition. I mean, I know movies and, and, you know, TV shows like to make them this wild paranormal thing, but they're really just a, a tool and we all have intuition. And for some of us, it's easier to tap in than others, but everybody has a gut feeling. And I just think when you pull out a card, it, it helps you tap into that with no reservations. You know, you're not talking yourself out of it. You're not forcing a plot point. You're just, Oh, throw her overboard. Perfect. You know, and um, so anyway, I find them to be a great writing tool. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's very creative. It's very creative to do something like that. So I, I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. I want to talk about the books. And um, I know that Suasion was just out on June 22nd. Can you tell us um, a little bit about the uh the series and maybe some of the other books that come before it, whether or not they're standalone or we have to read them in order and then end uh, with Pirate's Persuasion. Tell us about that. Well, Pirate's Persuasion is book four in the Sentinels of Savannah series. And the premise of the series is it's so much fun for me to write. So I hope you all have such an adventure when you read them. Um, the, The premise of the series is Savannah, Georgia was one of the popular um, pirate hubs back in the 1700s. And um, you can still go there and go to the Pirates Inn restaurant is the oldest building in Savannah from the 1700s. And there are still pirate tunnels in it that you can go down and go inside and they lead from the Pirates Inn underground right to the Savannah River where they would put you on a boat and you wake up out at sea. Um, That's how they would get new crew members. Um, Anyway, so the idea was that there was a pirate ship that sank outside of Savannah in 1795, the Sea Dog. But the pirate crew's last plunder was the Holy Grail. And they had all taken a sip. And little did they know they were now immortal. So this pirate crew still lives in Savannah, except for the captain, who now is a real estate mogul in Atlanta. Um, but sorry, but the crew themselves are all still in Savannah. They live, they have real jobs now, but they are still pirates at heart. And so the cool thing about the series is that there is a top secret part of our government called Department 13, and they protect Americans from paranormal threats. And when the Holy Grail goes missing, um, of course, that would be a threat to the American people because if one of our enemies had an immortal army, what would we do? So they come down and now the pirates steal for the government. So every book has a different um, amazing paranormal item that they need to find 
reclaim, um, discover, whatever. So um, in Pirate's Persuasion, that thing is the figurehead from the Flying Dutchman. And it is such a wild adventure. Um, the, <laughs> the hero is the carpenter of the ship, Drake. And Drake now owns, is a contractor and does historical restorations. And our heroine is Heather, who is a medium, a psychic medium. So she talks to dead people. However, Heather is really special because she has albinism, so she stays inside during the day. She does a lot of computer online multiplayer gaming (laughs) because she can't go out in the sunshine. And she gets a message from a little ghost boy that his uncle is in danger, and it turns out to be Drake. And it is quite the adventure. Um, There's a coven of a coven of witches with nefarious plans. There is the Digi Robins who are a, um, they sell historic relics on the black market, dark web. Um, So anyway, it, it has lots of things going on, but Drake and Heather had the most romantic epic love story i when i finished the book i was looking at it and i said i haven't written a book this romantic since nightwalker which was my very first paranormal romance um they had quite the sweeping epic love story so uh, anyway i i was thrilled to see that um net galley reviewers who hadn't read the rest of the series loved the book um so they do stand alone you don't have to go back to the beginning but of course i secretly hope that when you read it you go oh my gosh and you have to go back to the beginning and read all ventures um the first two books they're hunting down the holy grail the third book they're after pandora's box. Ooh, Pandora's box is a bad thing too. Um, and the next book, they're going to be after the turfing sword from North North mythology. Um, so, and I'm writing that one now, Pirate's Promise. So anyway, it is such a fun series. It's kind of like um, my agent sold the series based on that it's Pirates of the Caribbean meets Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, <laughs> so, which is a really great way to explain it. <laughs> So now when does Pirate's Promise come out? Um, I'm not sure yet. I believe it will be out at the end of the year, probably in October. Um, but I, Entangled puts those out. I don't put them out myself, so I'm never really sure of the release date till it gets much closer. So, so I'm not sure, but I think before the end of the year. Now, uh, is this the only series that you're writing right now? No. Um, so I'm writing that series for the publisher, and then I self-publish the Sedona Pack series, which is my werewolf shifters. And um, the Sedona Pack, Sedona Scandal, will be out next month, and that's book three in the series. There's also a prequel, so I guess. But uh, I put out that one myself, so those come out a little more often. Um, but those are shifters that live in Sedona, Arizona, and it's a spinoff of the Moon series, um, which was my most popular series. That one is a wolf pack up in Reno. Um, 
So anyway, those are always fun for me to write because the wolf pack is dear to my heart. <laughs> and the Sedona pack, if you've read the moon series, you met them in uh, book seven in Wolf Moon. And, um, but I left them really messed up. So I thought, okay, I need to go back to Sedona and help these guys out. So anyway, they're, they're a new pack. And so they're struggling to find their legs. But um, Sedona Scandal it came out amazing. It's really an interesting book that I had never planned. It was reader's idea, but um, Chandler who was bitten by a Jaguar shifter in the moon series, I was just, he was just a side character. But anyway, I got so much reader mail about is Chandler ever going to get a happy ever after? I was like, I don't know. Um, So yes, yes, he does in Sedona scandal. (laughs) Nice. So what, what, what are you looking forward to writing? Well, I'm very excited about the one I'm writing right now, Pirate's Promise, because it's enemies to lovers, which is like my most favorite trope. I don't know why, but I have so much fun writing it. Um, so so that that is very fun for me. Um, I also, uh, at the same time, have this other project that's like, I haven't done anything with it yet, but my beta readers have already read book one. Um, and they're like, put it out. But I want it to be a trilogy, so I'm not sure. But I got my start writing writing horror. Um, I sold horror short stories, paranormal romance, and I was like, oh, I can have murder and death and scary things, but have a happy ever after. I like that. Um, so I started writing paranormal romance. But I have this book <laughs> Uh, um, about cloning and um, it's much more there's a romance subplot but it's much more um, thriller horror sci-fi and um, because it combines all those genres my agent's like I don't know how I don't know where I'm where what would I sell it as you know kind of thing so I feel like it's more of a self-help project because it doesn't fit anything um, so I'm very excited about it. And since I've been doing all of these publishing things during the pandemic, I'm like, I don't know, it might be time. So anyway, I'm sort of rereading it to figure out what I want to do with it. But, but um, if I put it out, it will probably be an L.A. Kessler book just because it's very different from my usual thing. But anyway, keep your eye out. <laughs> I'll let you guys know if I get brave and put it out there. <laughs> So now tell us um, a little bit about how people can interact with you. I mean, we've got this pandemic going, so you're not going to any events. How right. are you, how are you uh, kind of staying in touch with people? Or if people have never heard of the, your books before, how can they find you? Well, I have a reader group on Facebook, the Night Angels. Um, If you search Lisa Kessler on Facebook, it'll pop up. Um, And everyone is welcome to join. We have lots of fun there. And I give everybody sneak peeks while I'm writing books, while I'm editing books. They get to see covers first. And um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and Goodreads. And I'm, I'm pretty much ever Instagram. I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, I'm a horrible Instagrammer, though. I'll warn you ahead of time. I always forget to post on there. Um, so anyway, but I, but I try and I am there. Um, so if that's your go-to, you can find me over there also. And um, I try to stay active as much as I can everywhere. I also have a website, um, authorlisakessler.com. 
And you can reach me there. You can sign up for my newsletter. My newsletter, I always put a free reading for the month for newsletter um, free. It's usually a tarot or oracle card um, reading just for a focus for the month. And um, so that's in every newsletter. Um, I try to send them at least once a month. Sometimes it'll be twice a month if there's some amazing news. Um, so anyway, I, I'm around everywhere and I love to hear from readers anytime. And I'm trying to still do the Facebook lives once a week. So sometimes if I pop up there, hop on and say hi. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Well, I, I, I really appreciate that, um, that we were able to do this. This was really fun. And hopefully we'll uh, get together on a Zoom again and, and, and maybe do something live on Zoom. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Anything that's coming up? Any, you know, what's, what's the next event you think you're going to be at? Anything else you want to let people know? Oh, yes. Um, my Muse Chronicle series um, is just now coming out in audiobooks. So Lure of Obsession and Legend of Love are up in the Audible store. And I would love for you to listen in. Um, they turned out so good. I'm just boggled by the narrators. And then also the Night series has new covers. And it's also available in KU for the first time ever. So if you love vampires and dark paranormal romance, this is the series for you. And um, now they're in KU, so you can read them free. And I think that's it for now. I don't know any events because everything got canceled. So um, look me up on Facebook or Twitter, and I would love to hear from you. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. I know you'll be you'll be doing uh, you'll be continuing to do book lights, and um, yes. people will be able to to listen to you as uh, as the host, and that's always exciting. You do a great job with that. You're just so multi talented. You've got your books going on, and your your tarot cards, and now audio books, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> audio books, by the way, and um, and and you've got the show, so. Um, you're like the entire package, Lisa. <laughs> well, thank you. I try. My superhero cape. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I want to thank everybody uh, for listening in, and I'll be sure to uh, to add Lisa's um, all the URLs to her social media and all of her and her website and as much information about the the books and the audiobooks we'll put uh, links in there uh you can you can check on readers entertainment we'll go post all that information for you and again thank you so much lisa you have a great week thank you you too sheila see you later bye thank you for joining us on book Life. be sure to connect with us at readersentertainment.com for articles blogs videos and podcasts that matter to readers.